can't relate to cancel culture, hookup culture, or victim culture? (laughs) Well, neither could we. We created this platform for those other girls. Girls like us who want to give a different perspective from a Christian and conservative worldview. We talk about life, work, relationships, and everything in between. Let's be those other girls that don't just talk about culture, but change culture and bring back traditional values. Hello, everyone. You're listening to Those Are the Girls with Mallory and Friends. I'm Mallory. I'm Victoria. And we are changing culture and bringing back traditional values. Okay, everyone. I'm back. Yay! Yay! Finally. I know no (laughs) one wanted to hear me talk about golf last week. No, it was a good episode. Um, It was a lot shorter than my solo episode, which was like an hour. Lucky for our guest, I was exhausted and I was like, (laughs) I got to crank this out. (laughs) But yeah, Uh. so I'm back from CPAC, um, which was really, honestly, this was the best one I've ever been to. I have some friends that couldn't come and like, I hate to say it, but y'all really missed out. Like, I wish you guys were there. Um, What made it so good this year? Great question. I personally, for me, I really liked, I went to the women's lunch and I went to the women's breakfast and I don't think they did it purposely, but I think just because this is like the year of the conservative woman, there were a lot of women that spoke and were highlighted and I just really enjoyed hearing them speak. And I just, I don't know, like I was really skeptical because normally it's in D.C. And for those that don't know, D.C. is my absolute favorite city in the entire world. Um, Mine too. Yeah, it's, it's a great city. And I was really skeptical. And like, you know, I know D.C. Way, I've been to Orlando like twice in my life. I know D.C. way better. And like a lot of my friends couldn't come. And like I was just very skeptical of this year. Um, but I, the Claire Luce booth center for conservative women um I entered their essay contest and they actually paid for my trip so I had that opportunity and I was like well I don't want to um I don't want to not take advantage of it so I went uh, went ahead and went and I really wanted like I love conferences if you know me I if honestly I feel like from October to maybe April, I go to at least a conference a month, um, especially if I'm blessed to be sponsored um, to go to that conference, I will show up. Anyway, um, so like I said, I was very skeptical about this one being in Florida. Uh, yeah, in Florida, in Orlando specifically, but the hotel was so nice. I stayed at the hotel where the conference was, which was actually great too. If you ever go to conferences, if you can stay at the hotel, it saves you so much money I cannot express to you if it's possible stay at that hotel because those ubers they add up um and the hotel it had like um, a water slide waterfall the pool was so nice outside um and then I mean I just met a lot of really really great people and the group I went with um the center for conservative woman women they just did a really good job of making sure that we were included in things. We had, because of COVID and all the stuff going on, they had limited tickets here and there. They had like a big overflow. We didn't have to worry about any of that stuff. We could just go right in. They did a really good job taking care of us. They gave us some really great books. We just, it was a really great experience. Also too, um, the quote unquote nightlife was really fun. On the last night there, we went to a, um country bar which I personally am not like oh not my thing well that's not my thing my favorite had a good fun like I had a good time like I really did have fun it was I think the best part was nobody knew what they were doing so I wasn't as nervous about not knowing what I was Was doing like line dancing oh yeah it was like straight up line dancing um and they played, so at first they were playing like super country music. And for those of you that don't know, I personally do not like country music. And I um, do, so. Yeah. Yeah, and, and so did my 
<laughs> so did the previous co-host and honestly like I know country songs because when I was living in Virginia I was indoctrinated um, by my friends <laughs> and then by my then boyfriend because everyone around me liked country music um, and I was indoctrinated uh, that's how it happens it happens in so many different ways but so I knew some of the songs and like I was my friend that I went with she was like um, she loves country music and then like I started singing along to one and she's like I thought you don't like country music I was like I don't I just if I know the song I typically just start singing I don't mean to but then randomly they started they played um like an Ariana Grande song and I was like ah this is it this is what I'm talking about and there was like a dance to go with it and then they played like a rap song that I didn't know I think it was one like the young kids know um Those and tiktokers then, yeah I think it was a tiktok song so like you know all the younger people there um because it's also 18 plus so you know it was a good bar but if there's 18 year olds you know well that's the best like I remember in college we had a country bar that unfortunately closed after my freshman year but it's so much fun because they mixed in country music with like popular music and online dancing like I loved going to that that was like my the few times I went out um I loved going like that was like my favorite bar and like unfortunately the guy who owned it owned like a few others around the state and then went bankrupt so it was like a whole thing it was so sad that's where we'd always go so much fun yeah yeah it was I mean it was so fun the last song they played was wobble which they played that at every sweet 16 I ever went to and I know that uh, wedding now yeah I know that one like the back of my hand so I felt very comfortable and that was a they played that song with okay I guess we now is a good time to leave um so like I mean stuff like that that was fun um I really enjoyed a lot of the speeches hearing the president speak was good and I honestly I liked a lot of the things he said if you follow me on Instagram and on Facebook you know um I really like the fact that he said that he was not going to start a third party that was something that was concerning to me and I understand um that people there was like rumors saying that he was going to start a third one but he said it was fake news so that really I appreciated that like when he said that I was like okay all right I feel like a a let out of breath of fresh air um because didn't you say too that if we split off and have a third party we'll never a democrats will always win like we'll never win again absolutely and that is the truth and I've had that conversation with a few people and they you know say so many other things um they disagree with me on that but president i keep wanting to call him president trump well he's still president trump oh he's still even though he's not technically he'd be like former president trump but he's still technically president trump like i feel like calling him donald is too formal like i don't know him like that at least not yet. like his title is still president oh okay well president trump um Oh, I forgot what I was saying about that. Talking about anyway, speech. Um, the, I don't remember what I, the point I was going to make, but <laughs> the speech was good. Um, if you haven't seen it, you definitely should look it up. He talked about a lot of things. He talked. He even, which I really appreciated him talking about. He talks about what's going on with um, HR. I believe it's one or five. I think um, he sent me one. One. But it's a federal bill. That's why I wasn't sure about when you asked yeah. me. Um, well, about when I really would like to do like an episode or like at least maybe find someone who can talk about it. Um, the transgender bill that would allow biological men to be in sports with biological women, um, which is just not fair. And so many other things. Um, there are provisions for taxpayers to pay for abortion. Like it's just a lot of things are in this bill and it's under the name of the Equality Act. And people just hear equality and which is one thing. So also another thing I liked about um the conference was all the conversations I had with people. And one of the things that was a very common thread that I had with so many people from all over the country was we have to work on our messaging. And I was able to ask um, KT McFarlane, who is an amazing woman. When we do book club, we're going to read her book. She is fantastic. Anyway, I'll fangirl over her later. Um, (laughs) One of the questions I did ask her was like, how do we try to articulate our points when the left is using words like equality love we care about everybody stuff like that when we do as well but we're just so stuck on statistics and 
the way we say it just doesn't sound as fluffy as others. So that's one of the things that we discuss. And um, for those that don't know, I'm running for PR chair in Meth County. And that's something that I want to really work on because 2022 is coming up and you don't start working for 2022 or you don't start working for November, 2022 and 2022, you start working for November, 22, uh, November, 2020. And, you know, we're kind of, we're already kind of behind now. So I really want to start, um, I really want to figure that out. I really want to figure out how can we work on some messaging. So I know um, Victoria and I have talked a lot about like some of the things that we're thinking of doing to help work on that messaging, some episode topics and things like that. Um, And we should work together because we're both, um, if your slate wins, we'll both technically be social media chairs of our counties. Really? So we I didn't really, realize that. Well, yeah, I'm so, yeah, I'm social media chair for Guilford. Wait, when but, do you guys have your elections? Saturday. Oh, but so, you're running unopposed. As of right now. Um, technically, I'm not running because mine's an appointment. Um, but Yeah, I think mine's an appointment, too. Yeah. But I'm saying running because it's like a... Yeah, you're on a slate. Like, technically... Yeah, it's an intense race. Yeah, technically, we don't have committees on our slate, so... Oh! We're also running unopposed. Interesting, interesting. Yeah, we definitely should work together. Mm-hmm. That's another thing. I met this girl. Um, we we have met before, but it was like one of those things like, I know you, I'm not sure if I know it, one of those situations. And we <laughs> talked about, and she lives in North Carolina and we, she lives in um, Wake County, I believe. And we talked about um, the clubs coming together. Like we should be coming together. We should be doing mm. things like not just like the clubs, but like our boards of our counties. Like, so I really would love to collab in any way possible. Yeah, that'd be good. Cause I know, and I wonder too, cause I know like under like the YRs, if you're like, it's so like, for example, if you're treasurer of your uh, YR um, group, then you're taught, you sit on the treasury the finance committee with the state treasurer so i think that's something we need to be looking on is like if you're doing messaging communications for your local party we need to be sitting on the like whoever does communications for the ncgop should have like a committee where we sit on it so we all make sure we're all on the same page messaging yeah i agree i think that um there should be some sort of and i don't know if this is already thing but if there's a group of everybody that's for every position in every county and then with the oh like you said like ncgop as well um if there's if that's not a thing i think we need to make it a thing because Mm -hmm. like you said messaging should be the same and then i know we're going to be deciding the platform and the party platform and all that stuff um we just have to be consistent because I do think my friends in Virginia and some of the stuff I see going on in Virginia is a little crazy with their boards and things like that. So like, I really don't want that to happen. And I think like the best way for us to make a difference, the best way for people to understand and take us seriously is if we do have the same messaging, because you know, there's more independence than Republicans in Met County and I'm the same as in Guilford, right? Yeah. Yeah, so there's more independence. So that means there's more people that we could be touching and that could be coming over to our side. Even if, so I had this conversation, I was actually talking to somebody on Instagram today about this. Even if you don't have an R by your name, you can at least feel confident voting for the person with the R by their name because you you know that they're going to stick with their values and values that you also believe in. Yep. So, but yeah, stuff like that, like, that was kind of the conversation as well just sitting around the dinner table sitting around lunch was just having these really good conversations and honestly like I felt very motivated empowered all the buzzwords I really felt that this weekend and I do want to talk a little bit about um the so the women's breakfast was really awesome um they had her name is Crystal um, I'm so sorry. I should have had her last name pulled up, but I'll tell you what she does really quick. Sorry, Crystal Malfus, and she created Ace Specialties. So you want to know what Ace Specialties is? They are a small business that did all of the merch for the Trump campaign. Oh, they wow. They did merch for Christy Gnome's campaign. And I have a 
Christy Nome for governor hat, um, you know, in North Carolina, it doesn't really mean much, but it is cute. And they also did this mug that I don't have in here. This is really cute, the women's uh, breakfast mug. But hearing her speak, I mean, oh my goodness, she was fantastic. She talked about being a small business. She talked about the chance that she took with President Trump and doing the merchandise, um, doing all the graphic design and stuff like that. I mean, she is an amazing woman. It was so great to hear from her. Um, And then Katie McFarlane and her daughter, Fiona McFarlane, they spoke. And Katie McFarlane, she was the highest, um, she had the highest clearance of any woman in the Trump administration oh wow what did she do for the trump administration okay i let's see let let me pull it up she actually so she was one of the people um she was collateral damage of the um the russia hoax she actually uh she was the deputy national security advisor under michael flynn okay I don't know what that means. Yeah. Um, I just know she was amazing. Um, she also worked for Henry Kissinger. <gasps> Love Henry Kissinger. Yeah. Um, and then she was like he's directly. He's still alive? Um, I can look it up real quick. I feel like he is. Just I feel really... like he is too. He's up there. Oh, no. It says I typed Henry Kiss and then it said obituary. <laughs> He oh wait, but I think he's alive still. Wait, where does? Let me look. I have it up. Let's see. Uh, he's still alive. Awesome. Wow. Awkward. Did someone already write his obituary? Maybe it's like Henry Kiss's obituary. But I well, feel like someone as cool as him already has his obituary written. That's true. But I, I loved his uh, book. It's um. Let's see if you can see it. No. I have his book right here. Oh, I just dropped another book. Diplomacy, how to read that for U.S. foreign policy. Yeah, oh, that's the other thing, too. She's really good with that. And she talks about how, like, as women, she had to go into these places and she had to, you know, it was the first time women were in certain areas. Um, The first time women were in the workforce. And she just was saying how, like, now we have so many choices. She was just saying how now, like um, the other thing I love that she said, she said like at first it was women who were, um, they were in these places and they were constantly um, fighting or like you were competition. Now there's so much room and space that you can be in these same spaces and you can collaborate. Yeah, I was listening to Dax Shepard's podcast today um armchair expert and he had on amy poehler and she was saying that like her generation which is like 40 somethings is the generation that was raised by boomers where a woman's role like the only two jobs they could get were a nurse or a teacher Mm -hmm. and so like her or secretary and so like her generation which is like 40s 50s is a generation told that you can do whatever you want to do so it's like yeah. interesting that like you bring that because I literally heard that today when I was listening to that podcast. Yeah, and that's what she was saying. The other thing I love that she said was she said that you can do whatever you want to do and still have a family. She talked a lot about having a family and about like mm-hmm. putting your family first and you can still be successful. And then she was like, you're not going to hear that um, at a leftist conference because they're going to tell you you can only have one or the other. But she's like, I'm here to tell you you can have both. And she's, and personally, this is about to get really personal. First, she said that she got married at 34 and she found the love of her life. And she said, get married young if you can, but don't settle. And she said, she's so glad she didn't settle. And she got married at 34 and she has five kids. And if you know me, you know that I want a lot of kids. And that is something that I do struggle with because, you know, I'm 26 and if you're not in the South, you don't understand how, like, behind I am compared to everybody. I have friends on, like, baby number three at this point. So, and not even in a compare, yeah, I know, not even in a comparison way, and I didn't think that I would be 
unmarried without a child by 26 either like that's not like that was an expectation like, that was a funny. standard I had for myself which is funny because I was like completely opposite like I didn't think I'd be married to like at least 30 yeah and honestly I have a few friends that were kind of sort of like that too which I find very funny um that they're married and I'm not because like I've always wanted to be a wife and a mother like that was something that I've wanted my entire life so I didn't think I thought by 26 I definitely would have a kid or two but that's beside the point well I think when you're not looking is when God puts that guy in right oh yeah for sure for sure and I'm honestly not even concerned about that anymore like the last couple weeks but anyway that's another episode (laughs) my whole point being it was really great to hear her say that Thursday's episode we'll be talking about Mallory's love life (laughs) but in all seriousness though it was really good to hear her say that because um another problem another concern of mine though too is like going into this space I don't want to be because it's not me but I think I sometimes come off this way I don't want to be known as the girl who doesn't have a man because she don't need a man and she's all blah 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 because that's not where I am I don't have a man because I haven't met a man it's not that I'm I'm not one of those girls I don't need nobody I'm gonna be blah 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 blah. and I know I can come off that way so I'm concerned that like in this space especially because when I look at all these other women that are in positions that I would like to be in they're all married and they were married around this time but hearing her say that she wasn't and she was still so successful and like that just really gave me some comfort yeah Um, you know it's interesting kind of like like you talk about you don't need no man or um I remember like a sermon my pastor did that at ECU he he did this great sermon series back in like 2018 it's open door church in Greenville North Carolina and I think you can find it on a podcast to be honest but he did this whole series about relationships and was talking about how like with him and his wife she goes she told him she's like look I don't need you but I want you and he goes that's the best kind of marriage like you can have like you're not like crazy dependent on the person but like you want them that you want them in your life you want them to be around that's the best way to that's kind of foundation to have well yeah I agree 100% I'm talking about those girls that are like overly like oh like overly like dramatic yeah overly dramatic I don't need no man like I'm this I don't know like I just feel like I see a lot of women who like overdo how much they don't need nobody and it's like a turnoff it's like well do you even want my friendship then I mean you got it then you got it like dang like that's what I'm talking about but no I agree like I don't I mean that's another thing too I personally don't want to be someone that needs somebody like I have seen I'm very proud of how in relationships I have been able to keep who I am and to keep my focus like I had a friend who like her entire life became her now husband and you know no judgment to her but like I have seen the fruit of that type of behavior so in other words like all of her friends were his friends she woke up went to his house she um spent all day at his house he was in school she'd be at home in his house doing her school work she would cook at his house and then she would go home and sleep in her bed and then come back to his house again and like she just have she quit her job because he didn't want her working at the place she was working at so like I am very proud of how I've been able to and when I've been in relationships kind of stick with my well this is my interest um this is what I want to do I wish you would come with me you don't want to come with me oh well I'll see you when I get back like I'm very proud of myself um for that and I think that is that's also honestly I feel like you should be able to do that because when you're in a marriage I mean correct me if I'm wrong you nobody wants someone that's like clingy I guess oh no not at all and I think I made that mistake with like my high school sweetheart um that like I because for me I was competing like I was playing a ton of golf trying to be in a relationship and keep up with my schoolwork and so any free time I would devote to him and honestly it hurt my friendships and then when we broke up I was like okay like what what's now like I lost my friendships I lost him I mean I didn't lose my friendships but I had to go back because they would go back and kind of start over and they like because I would tell them no 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 and then they just stopped inviting me yeah and so I learned That's that a at a young age to <laughs> not solely base your life around someone. Like it's a, like you can go have your own friends, you can do your own thing. Yeah. Um, 
And I mean, that's the best advice I can give is just like, yeah, like, I mean, you both need to be on the same page, but you can both um, do your own thing too. Like, yeah. you don't have to be joined at the hip 24 seven. I mean, we kind of are because we're I mean, really gonna go but yeah um, like while this the first time you'll be listening to this recorded you literally probably will have to be but when you don't have to be you don't have to be <laughs> yeah like it's completely yeah. fine if you like wanted like if he wants to do one thing and like i like okay for example he enjoys playing um madden football on like playstation i hate video games I, like never played them never cared to do it but while he plays his video games like also in the other room and read like it's good to have alone time cyber time from each other yeah yeah and i think that is definitely and that is healthy and i want to come off like that and i get nervous that i come off as like the other type that's a little bit too much like i don't need no man um but anyway all that to say i really i'm glad she said that because a lot of women in positions that i want to be in are married and they were married in their 20s and it just it would it made me nervous like i just and i also too like as someone who is um pro-life pro-family i don't want you know, people to be like, okay, but where is her family? Because I also think that, and this has been a very humbling experience for me because I know, and this is just, I guess, me confessing. I know that I would sometimes judge people who were like 28, 29, not guys, but girls. Guys are just, I, that's a whole nother story. But girls sometimes when they were that age, because, um, and they were single, because especially like in Christian subculture, like you have, you, you need to be married. So I, in my head, I would judge like, oh, I wonder, like, they must be trying to put their career first. And if you put your career first, then you're going to be blah, blah, blah. Which also, too, we hear a lot of people say, like, in the Christian subculture, there are a lot of people who do shame people who put their career first. And, you know, there's an argument for and against that that we won't get into. Um, all that to say, it was good to hear what Mrs. McFarland said. Anyway, um, and then I'm trying to think of who else I really enjoy. Oh, um, Congresswoman Kat McCammick. I'm terrible with names if y'all hadn't figured <laughs> it out. Um, and she's the youngest uh, woman that's been elected to Congress. She oh. was there. Yeah, super sweet. I got a picture first of her. First time, her. right? Yeah, first that's, time. I remember that being a, a news story. Yeah, yeah. Uh, wait, first time what? I think this is her first uh, term, CPAC? right? Yeah, this is her first term. Yeah, yeah that's yeah, what yeah. I'm meaning. Yeah. Um, yeah, I said yeah, and then I was like, wait, what do you mean? <laughs> um, but yeah, so she, I met her, which was really cool, and I got to talk to her. I got to talk to Kim Klasik, which was cool, and she looked fabulous. I mean, she always does, but she just, and she was wearing pink, so y'all know that really, like, it made me smile even more. So it was just really good to uh, to talk about. I mean, to, to hear these women talk and to hear them. Um, I just really liked the focus on career and family. Just like Amy Coney Barrett. Career yeah, and I mean, and for family. me, like, I do want that. Like, I want a career. I want a family. Like, I want it all. Yeah, and, same. And, and I know, like, kind of going back, I in in defense of the left where they say like one or the other it was because back in the 60s 70s you did have one or the other because Mm -hmm. there were laws where if you got pregnant you can be fired and you can't get rehired because you're a kid and i mean that's the whole premise behind roe v wade that's why they pushed abortions like that's the historic like that's the history of abortions is they wanted to give working women the option to work if they wanted to work because uh, I think we talked about that a little bit. Yeah. Because I, I read like um, Ruth Bader Ginsburg's biography, and that was what she was like talking about. It's like some like back then, like women couldn't do both. Yeah. And so I think that's where the left still has that mindset because they are pro-abortion because of that mindset. Where we on the right, we're like we're for life because you can have a woman can have it all today. You can. Absolutely. Absolutely. And um, I just love that they talked about it. I love that they showed it. I love that a lot of those women are living that life of having it all. Um, Fiona McFarland, her daughter, 
had a baby she was pregnant while on the campaign trail oh that's crazy yeah and then she had her baby and you know a lot of people say oh she should be home she shouldn't be going back and forth well she brings the baby with her and then because of family her mother sometimes will come and help her with the baby well her husband of course as well but like my whole point is like it was such an emphasis on like family like if you have a good family um you don't have to worry about getting babysitters you don't uh if you have a good family dynamic you don't have to worry about getting babysitters and things like that um so yeah yeah i would say um i if for some reason i get pregnant during campaign season you better believe i'll be out doing door knocking and passing information till the day i pop and when i pop you better believe that child's strapped on my chest yeah well that's what she was saying too she said it was kind of almost like an advantage because it made her seem more real agreed yeah which once again that's the beautiful thing about being a woman like men and women are not the same and that is something beautiful that men can't do that no matter what anybody says a man cannot get pregnant um i wish i'm like smashing you carry this kid (laughs) (laughs) i'm good you carry it (laughs) when you're pregnant you should make him do one of those things that um yeah a whole like video series of it oh that would be fun that would be fun Oh. I would actually really like to see that. <laughs> Did he hear us? Oh no, but your headphones are in. So no, you wouldn't he's know what in the we other saying. room too. Okay. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> but yeah. Any other questions? Uh you said you got some books. What books did you get? Oh, great books. Okay. Um, Katie McFarland has a book. I got her book. Kaylee McEnany. Ma- <sighs> Kaylin McEnany. McInerney, our, our girl Kaylee. Like I said, I can't pronounce names. <laughs> um, she has a book. I don't know. Did you know that? Mm-mm. She has a book. Okay, let me grab it. Everybody, give me two seconds. Yeah. So I see. What do I have going on this week? When we get done with this podcast, I'm going to organize the other room. I'm very excited. I bought uh, some new containers to organize. Okay, I'm back. Okay, Mal's back. I can stop <laughs> Jimmer Jaffer. Did you hear me at all? I heard you, yeah. <laughs> I'll okay, be in the other room organizing. <laughs> okay, so Katie, Kaylee's, I'm just going to call her by her first name, Kaylee's um, book, The New American Revolution, The Making of a Populist Movement. Hmm. Um, and then I got Pete everybody's last name so hard Hegseth's book American Crusade he is so attractive and then we got this book that I know you would love so when I see you I'm probably going to let you read it first it's this book it's called the U.S. Constitution is it the actual constitution um I think so or like there's a bunch of stuff in here. There's like the Federalist Papers are in here, I'm pretty sure. Oh, I have those somewhere. Um, and then it's something about the Dred Scott decision, a house Ooh. divided by Abraham Lincoln, 17th Lincoln Douglas debate. It is a Sounds reader. really interesting. Yeah. It is made up of original source documents that bear upon the founding of the American Republic the making of its constitution and the struggle to preserve the document and govern under the current day. And I, when she gave this to us, I was like, Oh, I know someone who would love this. I would too, but <laughs> this is definitely I mean, considering a little bit... I'm reading a book about history of the political parties. Right. So Let's I see. immediately thought of you. See if I have inter- any interesting facts right now. <sighs> Give us some encouragement. I'm trying to think. I mean, it's literally, it's so crazy how like, it's just cycles. Um, I'm in the latter, right now I'm in the latter 1800s when it's like the Republican era. Uh, Teddy Roosevelt just came, roughly came on the scene. Um, I'm trying to remember what I read last night and it was very interesting. I'm like blanking. Um, I'll give you an update later this week because I can't remember to save my okay. life. Yeah, maybe on the Saturday episode we'll have we'll start having a segment where Victoria gives us encouragement about what's going on. I'll give you my. <laughs> oh, we should call it Vic's Nerd Session. Yeah, yeah, we should something like that. Um, and then this book by Nancy Grace called "Don't Be a Victim: Fighting Back Against America's Crime Wave." Okay, mm. did not know Nancy Grace was a conservative. 
Um, when that I was really interesting. Yeah, I'm excited to read this. When I was younger, Nancy Grace used to have a show on CNN, which was did, and you know, I always knew her as the girl who just talked. Well, the woman who just talked about true crime and gave her um unsolicited opinion which i personally <laughs> as someone who gives unsolicited opinions i enjoyed it isn't that what we do every day every single day um <laughs> and she gets paid for it so that's who i knew her as but she apparently has moved to fox because i also got fox nation for free um because they were giving out a code and um they did every five seconds there was a commercial for fox nation and by the last day i was like you know what let me just go ahead and get it and she has a she had a commercial like she had like a 10 second thing on there about her show and then this i think is might be the first book i read i'm really excited to read it's called subverted how i helped the sexual revolution hijack the women's movement which i think is going to be very interesting if you're watching on youtube this is how it looks um and then why we need the electoral college i really want to do an episode on this i remember now what the book was that it was talking about the first time it was talking about um oh god what is it called not the party system oh crap you keep talking i'm gonna grab my book okay so (laughs) why we need the electoral college i really want to read this because i know that we need it and i have like talking points but i want to be able to articulate um properly the real importance of the electoral college so i'm excited for that and then like i was saying casey mcfarland's book it's called revolution trump washington and we the people so i really i'm excited to read this um yeah she talks about so she's talking about like when she left when she had to leave because of all the russia stuff um, okay, so it was talking about like machine politics. That's what okay. it was talking about, and how what does that mean? Um, essentially, how like they, uh, it's like the voting machines. Oh, yeah. And it was talking about how there's like essentially election fraud in the late 1800s, and um, talking about how. It literally what happened this last time where they disputed certain states, like the same thing happened in the late 1800s. And they ended up appointing like like two or three Congress people or two or three uh, House people, two or three Senate people, two or three Supreme Court justices. And the Democrat hmm. candidate would have won, but um, they appointed him they appointed a Supreme Court justice that was liberal to the U.S. Senate. And it wasn't until like the early 1900s that the U.S. Senate race or U.S. Senate seats were decided by the state legislation legislators. Interesting. And so the state legislators appointed this guy to be their U.S. Senate, which opened that the Supreme Court seat to make it a conservative. And so that's how the Republican won interesting interesting so it was interesting to see like like what happened this year with them disputing like states isn't the first time it happened i really once you're finished this book we should like go through chapter by chapter not like in one entire episode because we know that's gonna be long <laughs> it will be but, like, a 10 maybe, hour episode yeah maybe like or our Thursday episode could be something like, let's go over what was going on this. Cause I think that's very interesting. Yeah. And I think that's something that people like, I didn't know that. I mean, I knew that cause you've been telling me that, but like, I didn't know that before you told me. Yeah, And I would definitely recommend it's called the life of the parties as the book I'm reading. And it's great because it really goes through like history. Cause I mean, every, every part of our history is tied to politics absolutely so it kind of goes through like the history of the country tied it together with the politics and what's going on with, like the political parties then so yeah definitely re- would recommend um tell us about so you wrote in so in order for you to go you wrote an essay to this group yes uh, it's kind of you know, i guess explain a little bit like the process of that for anyone who would want to do that at like a the CPAC next year or a different conference and talk a little bit about the group you went with yeah so I went with the Claire Booth Luce 
Center for Conservative Women. Um, and they're an amazing organization. Here's a little pamphlet that happened to me on my desk. But what you probably know them from is their women's calendars. Do you guys, does everybody, well, it's just you. Do you know? Okay. I have no they idea. They do a conservative women's calendar hmm. every year. One second. It's right here. I'm going to pick it up and show you. I did not know they did a conservative calendar. Yeah. And it has women every year. I mean, every month. Um, and then last year, Kaylee was the woman of the year. Um, so like this first January it was Senator Blackburn. Um, last month it was Star Parker. This month is Christy Nome. Ah, the goat. Next month is Betsy DeVoe. Then Rachel Capos Duffy. Then Liz Willer. Oh, that's controversial. Diamond and Silk. Kellyanne. Kristen. Oh, Students for Life. Kristen Hawkins. Um, I feel like I knew that already, though. Anyway, the whole point is every month they just um, highlight women. And that's how I discovered it, because my friend got a calendar from them. And I was like, oh, that's cool. So about two years ago, I did that. And I started following them on Instagram. And then I just saw that they were having an essay contest because they wanted to send some girls to CPAC. And I, the question was, I believe the question was like, why are you conservative? And I've written things like that before. So I kind of already knew, like, why like my reasoning and like I kind of already had something similar typed up I spruced it up and then I submitted it and then I received an email that I was able to get it and they were so gracious they paid for the hotel they paid for they paid for everything except for the flight I was going to name everything but they paid for everything except for the flight but then um they compensated us a little bit for the flight so it was a really cool, and I mean, they do a lot of cool things. They do a fellowship and just something that's really cool in their fellowship. They do, they do, um, they go shooting. Like hmm. you learn how to go shooting, stuff like that. So yeah, I highly recommend if you're not following them. Um, and I just, I love women organizations. Those other girls, I want to be another women's organization. Obviously, you know, we're not the same as, the Center for Conservative Women. We're not the same as Young Women for America. We're obviously something different, but I want to be a resource. I want to be in the same category, I guess is what I'm trying to say, in the sense of like uplifting women, empowering women, showing that women are not the same as men. Because I do want to put an emphasis on that. We're not the same as men, but we are equal in our value. God sees us exactly the same. Just mm, that's a good to- way to put at it put it like i haven't heard anyone say that before it's like like we aren't equal to men but we have the same value as men i think that's the way that we as conservative women need to say it i mean mm-hmm. the left just keeps going like women are better than men we need to be like better we need to be and which is nothing bad about trying to be better than anyone else like i mean i think that's what motivates you like that's not a bad thing if right. you want to work hard to be better like, than competition someone else. is healthy yeah competition is healthy but when you when the left looks at as we can get rid of this patriarchy society and we just need to put down the men and keep pushing them down and put women up higher like that's not the way either um exactly i guess it's reverse sexism like it is you can't do both it um is. But I think definitely, like, the way you describe it, it's like, look, like, we aren't equal. Like, our bodies are different. Um, but in the eyes of God, we are equal. Yeah. Like there the is I, no I like Jew. That. And the Bible said there's no Jew and no Gentile. There's no male or female. There's no something else and something else. Um, I should know this verse. But the <laughs> whole point is, like, God just sees us all as the same. We have the same value. We just have different functions. The reality is women are more nurturing. I mean, you cannot convince me otherwise. Women are more nurturing. That is just a fact of a matter. And that's not a bad thing. I think it's just I think been that's used. why the dogs like me more. I mean, could be. <laughs> I um, give them so much love and so many kisses. And I'm just like, hi, Phoebe, you're just so sweet. Yeah. And men are just not like that. They're more of the protector, provider. And that's not a bad thing. I think in the past, and I think we need to yeah and I want to reiterate provider it doesn't have to just be financial I think that's where we get confused too like 
they can be the provider, but not necessarily like a financial provider either. True, true. And I think that's something that we kind of get put down on about. Um, I mean, they are the provider. They are like a staple in the household. The protector. Yeah, the protector. Like, yeah. I mean, even like it's okay if a woman makes more money than her husband. Like that's perfectly fine. But the husband also needs to con- find a which I don't know. I don't know how to describe it. You get, you get what like I'm saying? Okay, so I'm gonna say something, and I don't know if you believe this. Okay, so, you might be totally. So we'll see. I believe that the man is the head of the household. I believe that, like, as Christians, we are supposed to submit to our husband, but you can't submit to someone. Like, if he's not submitted to Christ, then you don't have to. Well, if he's not submitted to Christ, mm-hmm. you're not obligated to submit to him. And I, when I say submit, I don't mean, like, he says jump. You say how high. I just mean, like, absolute final decision. What, how did Brandon say it? Because Brandon said it really good when we talked I don't to remember. I don't remember either. But, like, it's, like, final decision. So, like, you still discuss decisions. Like, your husband should not be, like, this is what we're doing. No questions oh, asked. definitely. But, like, you discuss the decision. But, like, if it's still kind of up in the air, he makes the final decision. And then, like, when things happen, like, you know, your sin is your sin. But he is, as the husband, he is responsible to God for the house. So, with that being said... I that's what I believe that's what I believe the Bible says um we don't that's a whole nother episode we can definitely (laughs) do this month since it's women's history month but all that being said my whole point in saying that is um because men and women are different because even if we can we can disagree about um what submission looks like Mm -hmm. we can definitely agree that men and women were created separately therefore there was a purpose for the separation so they're not the same but that does not mean that they aren't equal in value and I think a lot of times because in the past we um specifically I'll say specifically Christians have done a poor job expressing that and like that has not been lived out properly I really don't think it's been lived out properly in a lot of people's lives we and that's just because we live in a fallen world. Um, it has just a bad, a bad rep to it. Cause I feel like in the past it was men and women are equal period instead of men and women aren't the same, but they have equal value. Yeah. And I think that's what we need to focus on that aspect of it. I agree with yeah. that. Yeah. But yeah. Okay. Well, I, well, we I guess should... real quick oh, favorite ahead. speech. Oh, favorite speech. Um, 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 um. Okay, so to be honest, I thought Ted Cruz did a really good job, and I know he's not a woman. I saw about women the whole time, but Ted I Cruz saw a little bit. Sebastian watched his. Um, I loved his Cancun joke. I know that was so funny to me. That honestly, maybe that's why I think it was the best one or my favorite one because like that was just. And I noticed. Well, oh, also too, I want to comment this. If you ever hear, says please, please just cut your hair normal. Please, I am begging you. It would like it would just make me feel better. I oh god, please cut it normal. Okay, this is gonna be rapid. Okay, favorite panel. Favorite panel. Um, okay, Maj Ture, Black Guns, that guy. He did a panel about reaching the black community, and he said it was gonna make you uncomfortable. And there were things that he said that were kind of un- no, they definitely were uncomfortable, but it was so good. One thing that they said that I thought was really good and important was, and I'll try to make this really quick. They said that um, black people are not all the same, just like every other race. So, in other words. Carlton and Will Smith were both Republicans. You cannot send a Carlton to come and talk to Will Smith's about Republican values because it just is not going to translate as well. And I was like, you know what? That's a perfect example. And that is so important. Mm -hmm. And then also, too, they talked about making sure we're elevating all Black conservative voices, even Black conservative voices that are a little rough around the edges that make you a little uncomfortable. But if they're conservative and you're trying to get the black vote then go ahead and you know get the black vote so that was my favorite panel and um just favorite event the women's breakfast and lunch are tied okay 
Also, country line dancing is up there as well. Is there anything I'm missing? Um, oh, favorite celebrity you talked to when you were there? Oh, favorite celebrity I talked to? Um, I, honestly, I think Crystal. Just because she was like so sweet, a small business owner. And like she talked to me and really, oh, actually, yes, Crystal, but Scott Presley. Okay great guy and he gave me his business card and I told him I was like oh I really love what you do everything and he first of all he asked me he was like where where do you live I was like Charlotte North Carolina and he was like okay let me think if I know someone in Charlotte North Carolina to connect you with because I told him I was like I really want like you're the right safety Abrams right now like but we need you in like every state and he was like well you can do it he was something like that like you can do it and I was like yeah I, I want to but I, <laughs> I need your help and he said he can come down to our Republican women's um meeting and like do a training so I'll give you his oh, uh, card awesome. and then he can maybe come to your YR and give a training oh yeah too. that'd and be he, awesome he wants to do it and guys he's also said he's free <gasps> he could be like our fundraiser oh that would be cool and all he asked for though is a place to stay and okay. he said he has slept um he's cuddled with dogs before he does not care he just needs Him a place and Kennedy to can go on the couch together it's fine yeah yeah and i mean he was so okay yeah he's definitely was my favorite he was so kind and he was so genuine he was so sweet and he really did care like and then my friend that was with me he knew someone in her town and like gave um the her the email and was like make sure you say scott sent you oh, and i was so like cool. wow and because you know sometimes celebrities are kind of like oh hey <laughs> and then like move yeah, on brush like, you he, off and kind of like i gotta get going right 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 but he was like not like that at all i really i'm so glad we met him oh that's yeah. awesome yeah all right thanks everybody for listening this is another long one i think but that's okay uh, um, under an hour oh perfect just a reminder that this month is our conference. Ooh. Super That's excited crazy. about that. I know. I can't believe it's coming up. Um, and you guys are going to hear from some amazing women speakers talking about being a woman conservative, as well as being a Christian, as well as being pro-life, as well as being pro second amendment as well as being all these other issues and how you can stand up and stand proud as that type of woman. Um, and we are going to have some great giveaways. Super excited. So if you have not already, please go and RSVP on our website. You just click events. And then it's the only event we're having right now. And you can find us there. Also, yeah. Do oh, we have a donation for this month yet? Um, We might the day after this airs. Okay. Yes. We'll keep you guys so, updated. Yeah, we'll keep you updated. Uh, a little behind on that, but you know. It's fine. We've yeah. been busy. Sorry, guys. Yeah. In the meantime, if you want to donate to us, the link is on our website. Yep. All right. Bye. All right, ladies. We'll talk to y'all later. Thank you for listening to Those Other Girls with Mallory and Bailey. Make sure you like, comment, and subscribe on all of your favorite podcast platforms. Head over to our website, thoseothergirls.com, to read our blogs and receive exclusive content. And connect with us on Instagram, at thoseothergirlspodcast, and on Twitter, at TOG underscore podcast. Those Other Girls, changing culture and bringing back traditional values.